Yeah. What? Do you want to do, do you want to do your annoying hi? Oh, hi. <laughs> How dare you call it annoying? That's so rude. <laughs> okay. Hi. How are you? Hi. I'm good. How are you? You sound oh like Oh my god. You sound like an MLM lady. Guys, you wouldn't believe how wonderful my life is. Just buy this oh, no, face I would cream. Never say that. No, you do terrible at an F- MLM. We both would. <laughs> Y'all don't buy this crap. It's bullshit. Even if it was good, you'd be like, if you don't want it, don't get it. Like, that's fine. It's cool. Like, no pressure, homie. You can borrow mine. <laughs> like, no, Ashley. Wait, am I doing this wrong? Oh, okay. Why don't you have any sales? I don't know, but I've made like 100 friends. It's I don't fine. know, but I've got friends and that's what really matters. It's cool. It's fine. No worries. Anyways, that was a weird tangent. Okay, let's get going. All right. Okay. Hey guys, I'm Kelly. And I'm Ashley. And welcome to A Day With Murder. Our case today is from December 13th, 2009. Steve Estell Kosher was born on November 1st, 1979 to Rolf and Deanna. He was one of four kids. He was a Boy Scout and later an Eagle Scout. He loved to write and play music, and he was a devout Mormon. He graduated from the University of Utah with a degree in communications because he wanted to be a journalist. In April of 2009, he moved from Salt Lake City, Utah to St. George because he didn't like the weather and because he had gotten a job there. However, a month after the move, thanks to the recession, he lost his job. So by the end of November 2009, he was three months behind on rent, which they think was about $1,500. His family offered to loan him money to help him pay his rent, but he refused. He began a part-time job with a window washing company handing out flyers. First of all, three months behind and it's only $1,500? Well, he was actually not renting. He was renting like a room. Oh. So it wasn't like, an, as far as I can understand it, and I listened to a podcast, it was called Eyes on Justice, and it was about the two private investigators who have been working on this. It was by two private investigators who have been working on this case, and according to them, he had been renting a room in a house, and I'll go into that a little bit more later when we get to the end, but it wasn't like a apartment or a, you know, it was like a room. I was like, that's not even my mortgage for a month. <laughs> that sounds like actually a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and here he is for three months. What? Okay. In the weeks before his disappearance, he had been driving several hundred miles, sometimes daily. I mean, sames. His family assumes he was driving looking for work, but we don't really know what he was doing. And there are long stretches of time that are unaccounted for. On December 10th, 2009, Stephen drove to Ruby Valley, Nevada to visit an ex-girlfriend. She wasn't there, so he had lunch with her parents. He told them he was on the way to Sacramento, California to visit family. Two hours after he arrived, he left and drove back to St. George. That same day, he spoke to his mother on the phone, and they discussed plans for him to return home for Christmas. He sounded upbeat and positive. A couple of days later, on the 13th, Stephen received a call from a church friend, Greg Webb. Greg asked Stephen if he would be able to leave the church service that night. Stephen replied that he was in Las Vegas, but he could return home in time for the service if needed. Greg told him not to worry about it. Greg never asked why he was in Las Vegas, and he reported that nothing seemed unusual or off about the conversation. So this to me is very weird. And once again, I have, or I should say the two private investigators had theories about the driving he was doing when he was broke right but we'll go into that sort of when we go into our sort of theories on what may have happened at the end okay 
because that seems weird to me but i and i do want to talk about it but i want to keep going and get everybody the whole story okay so later that day on the 13th at 1154 a.m a home security camera caught steven's car parked in a cul-de-sac in a retirement community at 12 so six minutes later, another camera recorded what is assumed to be Stephen walking down the street in the neighborhood. And everyone is pretty sure that is Stephen, but like they'd have no zoom ins or anything on his face. So just right. to be on the safe side, we say assume. They, they assume it was Stephen. He was dressed neatly as if for an interview, and it looked as though he was carrying a folder. He has never been seen again, which is just. Yeah. Did you watch the security footage? Yeah. It's so heartbreaking and eerie to watch knowing that that's the last time we ever see that, that he's person. been seen yes. yes i do hate that it's so sad like the um what's the the one in the hotel that always gets me uh is it lisa, lisa lamb? lamb like just seeing her like that's nobody's ever like seen her since i mean seen her alive since then it's just oh it creeps me out okay it's very sad so no one noticed that steven was missing for a few days finally on december 17th one of the residents of the neighborhood contacted the hoa to report steven's car nothing unusual was noted but they saw a flyer for the window washing company in the front seat of the car so they contacted them steven's employer then called deanna steven's mother and explained the situation she then filed a missing persons report Police searched the inside of Stephen's car and found frozen food boxes and what they assumed were Christmas presents for his family, which were, you know, indications that he planned on coming back to his car. And just to note, the car did, wasn't broken down. It worked and it had plenty of gas. So he stopped there on purpose. Right. Like he didn't just like break yeah, down. Yeah, he didn't there. just yeah, break down and then just go to like ask for help. His car was working fine. It seemed as out of curiosity, like how long do you think it would be until you notice that I'm not around? Well, I wouldn't be the first one to notice true but how long would it take you to notice i don't know we message each other almost every day but like a lot of times we don't message back and it's not weird we're just like okay yeah you know because sometimes we just need things time get yes. busy and yeah i don't and know whatever. i figured like probably two days i was gonna say like two days maybe probably yeah. two days it just makes I do me that, really sad hello, excuse me <laughs> yeah yeah uh hello like it just are, makes are you me mad sad at me why do you hate me <laughs> That it took four days. I know. It's very... What he lived... You know, his family was far away. I, know. I mean, it makes me sad too. But, you know, it's just... You know, especially this that time of year. Everyone gets so busy. I just don't want the family to feel bad. Like, why didn't we reach out sooner? Yeah, that's not... That's not I know that's what not I what mean. you're saying. But, like, this time... Of, you know, right here at Christmas. And he lived on his own. And he had... You know, I don't know. It's just very sad. So... There were very few leads in the beginning. Stephen didn't smoke, drink, or do drugs due to his religious beliefs. He wasn't involved in criminal activity, according to his family. They were able to get his phone records, and it showed that at 5 p.m. on the 13th, his phone pinged more than 10 miles from where he was parked. Two hours later, at 7 p.m., it pinged two more miles north. Then in the early morning hours of December 14th, so the next day, it pinged two more miles north. When it pinged on the morning of December 14th, it showed Stephen received a text message from his landlord, and it also showed that the voicemail was checked. His cell phone stayed in that same spot, 14 miles from where his car was parked, for the next two days, then it stopped. There has been no cell phone activity since. And has that phone ever been recovered? I was, I was here ready to ask if you knew if the phone had ever been found. I don't remember them mentioning it. And it doesn't seem like it because they're talking about where it pinged. 
yeah i guess i mean i imagine they would have gone to where it pinged and like searched the area or whatever but i guess they never found it i wonder what was there i have no idea weird so his car his computer and the room he was winting winting womb he was winting (laughs) (laughs) his car his computer and the room he was renting were searched A diary was found that talked about his financial problems, but he seemed optimistic about his future. The only odd thing missing was his passport. Detective Adams, Adams, Detective Adam Olmstead said, there's nothing that makes us suspicious, but at the same time, (laughs) did I say that wrong? No, I just, I was trying not to laugh and it didn't work because you're like, Adams, Adams, (laughs) like, you're like, who said that? Bitch, you you did. (laughs) Bitch, you said it. Are you sure? Are you sure it's me? Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Okay. Detective Adam Olmstead said, there's nothing that makes us suspicious, but at the same time, it's a strange situation. Rolf Kosher, Stephen's father, said, we've considered every possibility, but each possibility has a contradiction. Is it plausible that someone is walking down the street and then suddenly they vanished all clues are consistent with that but it's that's not plausible dallin steven's brother said it would have taken him a lot in my personal opinion for him to have planned all this out and to disappear without a trace the id channel did an episode about steven's disappearance and their show disappeared two months before it aired rolf died never knowing what happened to steven dallin said quote if he's alive and he knows who he is, I have a hard time imagining he would be gone and be away from our family. I honestly don't think he's alive anymore. But if you're watching, there's always a spot here in this family for you. It's ne- Oh, God. Sorry. Oh, no. I wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready for emotions. Okay. Whew. Oh, God. Okay. Dallin said, quote, if he's alive and he knows who he is... I have a hard time imagining he would be gone and be away from our family. I honestly don't think he's alive anymore. But if you're watching, there's always a spot here in this family for you. It's never closed and it never will close. Jesus. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. That's okay. I sobbed on the last episode. You can cry in this one. Like, I don't know why that's so... Well, because it's just devastating. Oh, gosh. Okay. It's just devastating. I I wasn't ready. Okay, somebody come get these emotions. <laughs> All right. Stephen Thel Kosher would be 43 today. He was 30 when he went messing. He is 5 foot 10 inches tall and around 180 pounds. He has strawberry blonde hair, blue eyes, and fair skin. He has a surgical scar behind each ear and a series of birthmarks on his abdomen. If you have any information, please contact the St. George Police Department at area code 435 627 Four three zero zero and reference case number zero nine zero eight two nine zero. Okay, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, sorry, okay. I'm really sorry. I was not expecting that. Um, okay. And then, and then this right here. So I read this too. Okay. But they said that they saw it on the video, but I never saw him interact with anyone. Well, I don't know that it was. So on I was the- very confused. Well, what I read said that that's where this came from, was from the video. And so when I watched the video and I watched like, I watched it on like three different like websites to see if it was like a different thing and I never saw anything. So I was like, no, I don't trust that. So that's why I didn't put that in here. Okay. Well, let's say what it was and then I'll tell you where I got it from. So apparently 
So when Stephen got out of his car, he walked to a house on the street he turned onto, and it was like the second house from the corner. And he asked someone living there. He knocked on the door, and the dude living there answered the door, and he asked the guy if he wanted some money. And the guy apparently said, um, no, I mean, everyone wants some money, but no, I'm okay. And so Stephen walked away, and then apparently he went around the corner and went to the second house on that corner. So it's almost like he went like half a square. Is that a... Like he went one right angle and then another right angle, almost like he was okay. on the wrong corner. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So apparently there was like a web sleuth who was sort of working on it and talked to the neighbor and he heard that from the neighbor, asked the neighbor and the neighbor said, yes, yeah, I saw him. This is what happened. And then one of the private investigators that are on that podcast went down and confirmed with the neighbor that this happened. Okay. So I don't know why somebody said it was on the video. Apparently, you could see him walking to a door on the video. I don't know if that's yeah. true. I, I don't. I didn't notice that, but you know, I didn't either. That's why I was very confused on this whole thing here. I don't know, but they say he walked to a house and asked if he wanted some money, and the neighbor was like, "Not, nah, not, nah, bro. I'm good." <laughs> so we do have it confirmed. Like two people talked to the guy who said this happened. Now they talked to him years after this happened. So I don't know if it's necessarily. His memory could have been faulty. Sure. He could be just trying to in, like get himself involved in the investigation. He could just be confused because apparently he was a relatively older gentleman. Right. You know, and I don't think he was necessarily like trying to do anything bad, but he could have just been confused. So one of the theories is the the house that um, Stephen was renting a room from was owned by a guy named Brett Bishop. So Brett Bishop had apparently rented the room to Stephen and told him that he wasn't he was there like once or twice a year. Apparently that wasn't sure he was there all the time, like at the house once or twice a year, but that wasn't sure he was there all the time. And they said, Brett and his wife said that after Steven disappeared, that they had been working on a plan with Steven to get him caught up on rent. So one of the theories is that, uh, Brett had some drug issues. Like he had definitely had some arrests and stuff with drug selling, selling drugs or transporting drugs and things like that. Um, so one of the theories is that maybe that they were trying to get Steven because at the time of Steven's disappearance, Brett was on probation is the one where you've been not where you've been to prison, right? Correct. Whichever one it was the, like the less severe one. Probation. Probation. Okay. So he was on probation. Parole is prison. Okay. So yeah, he was on probation at the time of Steven's disappearance because of a stolen car. So one of the theories that the private investigators um, put out was that they had Stephen sort of moving drugs for them as a way to he catch a up drug with runner. Rent. Yeah. Right. And that's why he went to the door with the envelope or with the folder with, that had money in it. And they were like, do you, and he just, just you want some money because he's paid. Oh, so that's one of the theories. <sighs> okay. And that would explain all the miles and everything on his car exactly. and the random places. Like it fits. And it does. And, so they don't think that Brett had anything to do with his disappearance. Okay. Which I, I agree. If he was like moving drugs for him, he's not going to get rid of him like that. Sure. If he's doing work for him, especially right. because he continued to try and reach out to him after Steven disappeared. Okay. Con like a lot. Like he called him like 10 times after he was between the 13th and the 17th. I think they said now the house that Steven ended up going to after the, Hey, you want some money house was owned by um, the DiMaggio's whose son was the one who was currently staying at that house, Mark DiMaggio. Now, Mark sort of disappeared the same day Stephen disappeared. Like, he moved out the same day. Okay, so that was the guy that left the neighborhood. Okay. Yes. So that, yeah, that, so 
there are reports that the guy left the neighborhood really quickly. That's Mark DiMaggio. And he was sort of renting uh, like a guest house on his parents' property. His parents okay. didn't, weren't there all the time, I don't think is what, how I understood it. So he was sort of renting a place. And he has also got some criminal activity. And his is more violent. Like his, he's got some like domestic abuse stuff. But still nothing like killing Man's someone. Or, yeah. Or, right. Yeah. So I don't know. They don't think Brett Bishop was directly involved. They think maybe if he was getting him to run drugs or money for him, that he Did could have indirectly, happen. yeah, led to, to you know, because Stephen was kind of a sweet, innocent yeah naive dude i think and i'm really surprised that if brett got him to i'm really surprised if brett was able to get him to run drugs based on his like mormon religion yes his faith yeah and that then, really surprises me I also, and i'm surprised that he would even live in a house like that if he knew anything about it well you know he, what i mean there was also another dude that lived there and him and steven didn't really get along like they weren't contentious they just didn't see eye to eye because jake was kind of like he liked to drink and party and have fun right and steven didn't like they weren't i, I don't want to make it seem like they 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 were fighting and they hate it it's just you know they didn't just didn't get they along. just didn't vibe right sure um they just weren't friends so there was stuff at that house that steven didn't agree with for sure that he knew okay. about but i do okay. think drinking is less you know it's not as big a deal as like pushing drugs, drugs. yeah Right. And and okay, so even if he does stay in the house, I'm still really surprised that he would be involved any way, shape or form with that, even if it is to get money to pay that his rent that he's behind on. You know what I mean? Like, I just I don't see that happening. I know, but I just can't think of anything else that would justify how much he's driving. Yeah. In the weeks before his disappearance, how much he was driving. So that's a lot of gas. And I wonder if I wonder if Brett was able to make it seem like it's not drugs like it's something else that Stephen or even if he delivering just delivering or right. or even if he just had him handling the money part yeah hey go give this money to my i borrowed money from this guy go bring that right. back to him and it's the kind of thing where Stephen's just like okay i don't know okay i could then something like that i could see like you said because he was and I, I mean no offense to him at all but he did seem very sheltered and yeah he did you know what i mean yeah um, There's nothing and, wrong with that. It's no, just, no, no, no. He seemed like is. a good dude. Absolutely. He just a little bit, you know, not of the world. You know, he was sheltered. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and there is, you know, the theory swirling online that he disappeared voluntarily. Disappeared. What do you say? Is that how you say Ran it? away. Ran away. Okay. But that, I mean, I feel like that's more of like a child, but whatever. He disappeared voluntarily. But I don't think that happened. First of all, because he really didn't have a reason to. Second of all, he left frozen food in the car. Yeah. That's a weird thing to buy before you're just like, okay, you know what? I'm out. I mean, screw this frozen lasagna. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I spent my last dollar on it, but I'm going to go now. I'm done. And even if that, like, don't you need the car to get somewhere? Yeah. Especially or if it's your it, car. Or wouldn't you sell the car to get money so that you can? Yeah. Disappear? I don't think, like, I mean, I don't think there's any validity to the hero. I don't by either. Himself. And then um, it's possible. Some people theorize that he may have, been offered it like he was may have been handing out flyers somewhere and somebody offered him a job like come to my house and we'll talk about a job and then he met with foul play like a john wayne gacy thing yeah um i could see that too i mean it makes sense but i feel like it's a very small neighborhood although uh, john wayne gacy was like everybody knew he was up to no good i don't know i just i don't know i feel like I, i don't know what happened and i just it sucks for this family 
because I, I don't, it, you know, not knowing is the worst. It is the worst. Can I have a happy ending? Yes, you can. Okay, so our birthday's today. In 1967, Jamie Foxx was born. Okay. <laughs> and then in 1975, Tom DeLonge was born, and he was the guitarist and one of the founding members of Blink-182 and one of the founding members of, members of Angels and Airwaves. Oh. Okay. I didn't know. He did both. Never heard of the second one. Have you not? Mm-mm. Okay. All right. And then in 1981, <laughs> judging you hard, but all right. And then in 1981, Amy Lee was born and she was the lead singer of Evanescence. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I know her. I know this. Okay. And then in 19... Wait, what year? 1981. Oh, she's older than I thought. Okay. Rude. And then in 1989, <laughs> Taylor Swift was born. <gasps> oh, I'm secretly obsessed with her. Are you? Yes. Okay. Oh, I'm a big, big Secret Taylor Swift fan. You just announced it on the podcast. It's not secret anymore. I mean, no, but to you, though. Announce it on the podcast to you. Cut that out. Okay. I'm not cutting it out. Everyone, uh, I'm keeping it in. All right. So our events today. You ready? The first one's really random. Okay. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) It's so random. All right. So in 1928. The clip-on tie was designed. Okay. By someone in Iowa. Apparently, it's a big mystery. No one knows who designed the clip-on tie. <laughs> like, nobody owns up to it, or... I have no idea. <laughs> Apparently, it's some giant 100-year-old mystery who designed the clip-on tie. Nobody knows. Somehow, we know that it happened in Iowa, but we don't know who. Why do I feel like people are are in Iowa just like searching their attics for like old papers of like drawings? Why of, do like... I feel like somebody's got the papers and drawings and they just hide them because they're ashamed of the clip on tie? <laughs> 1928, though, really? Yeah. And then they just like, as the children get old enough, they sit them down and they say, it's time to tell you what grandfather did. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big, big secret. Everybody's ashamed of it. And the kid goes to school the next day with like this haunted look in their eyes. And they're like, what's wrong with you? I can't talk about it. It was my family. I'm so sorry. It was my family. We did it. Please don't tell anyone. <laughs> One day the secret rule will come out. Like, why is that such a I have no idea. I thought that was the weirdest thing by someone in Iowa. Okay. Just someone. <laughs> All right. Now you know why I had to like stop la- stop and laugh before I could tell you that. It was just so weird. And once again, you could tell this case upset us because we're very giggly. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So then in 2017, the online dictionary Merriam-Webster, their most searched word of the year was feminism. <laughs> can you pr- can you say why? 2017. No. 2000 What happened in 2016? Um Trump was elected. Oh. And we revitalized the feminist movement. Isn't it weird how we get all these douchebags who come in and they like want to be destroyed all and instead they just make it stronger like Anita Bryant. Oh, like, yeah. She wanted to destroy gay rights and really they God. like she gave them a target and so much. You yeah. Against. Yeah. Because she is the worst. She's literally the worst. Yeah. Okay. Feminism. Anyways. And I don't know 100% if that's the reason, but I was like, why 2007, 2007, 2006? Oh, that's right. Okay. Got it. Okay. Okay. So in 2018, actress Eliza Dushku 
revealed that she received a $9.5 million settlement from CBS after sexual harassment on the set of Bull from actor Michael Weatherly. Oh, he's such a D-bag anyways. I don't know anything about him. Like, because he played on um, NCIS. Okay. And I watched NCIS, like, the whole, like, series probably two or three times Uh before I realized that he was, like, a complete asshole. Is he? Yeah. Well, I'd be on Eliza's side anyway. And he's not even hot. Like, he he does that whole, like, I can be cocky and I can be a dick because I'm hot. Uh But he's not hot. Mediocre white dude? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be on Eliza's side anyway because I just love her ever since she was on Buffy. She's, I think she's the best. And I'm always, I always side with the wimp, the victims, I should say. But sure. Yeah. So, well, that's good to know that. Yeah, that. But it pisses me off because they kicked her off the show and he stayed on the show for years. He was the lead actor. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But here's a happy one. Okay, you ready? In 2021, Marvel superhero film, Spider-Man No Way Home <laughs> premiered in Los Angeles. Have you yes, watched that one yet? Spider-Man. That's the newest one with um, like no, Dr. I have Strange not seen the newest one. You have to watch it. It's so good. Okay, we've talked about this. I know, and I oh. still mean it from my heart, <laughs> from my cold dead heart. I still mean it, all Your the way. Cold dead heart. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. So those are our events for today. Who caught your eye this week? Wednesday Adams. Oh, are you watching the new Netflix? Yes. I kept saying like it keeps popping up like little clips on my Facebook, and I keep I'm kept meaning to text you and be like, "Are you watching this yet?" Because this looks like you. Yes, and that's why I texted you. I was like Wednesday. Just remember that uh-huh. because I didn't want to forget who it was. So first of all, it's played by um, Jenna Ortega. Jenna Ortega, who I think she's so freaking adorable. Anyways, okay. Um, she played in uh, the second season of You, the Netflix show. Okay. Um, I and I just thought it, she was okay. so, you should. I, um, should I thought she was like so cute in there anyways. Mm-hmm. And then so to see her again, I'm like, oh, hooray. <laughs> and then just Wednesday Adams is just everything I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> like literally everything. I'm so happy for you. I'm only on episode two. Um, because I never get the chance to watch TV, <laughs> but it's really good so far. And she is amazing. You know, Christina Ricci pops up in there. I mean, yeah, Christina yep. Ricci pops up in there. Yep. I love her too. I do too. I like I've loved her Ricci since Casper. Yeah. I love Christina Ricci. I think she's really talented. She's amazing. Who caught your eye? So this is actually from a few weeks ago, but I didn't mention it. You know, we missed the episode because of the flu and then... I just didn't really feel well enough last week to talk about it. But for my birthday, Sarah got me tickets to see Carbon Leaf. And we went and saw Carbon Leaf. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they were so good. But who really caught my eye was Sarah because she got me those tickets and she went with me. And it was so much fun. Oh, I'm glad y'all had a really good time. We did have a really good time. And we ate like we ate Korean food and just stuffed ourselves like pigs. That's the best. Yeah. It was really fun. And they were really good. And I got to hear um, my favorite song. They do Desperation Song live. And it was really cool. The way they, like, because the way they switch instruments, because there's a bunch of different instruments. And, you know, they have, like, the the bass and the mm-hmm. other bass and, like, the penny whistle and the flute. And, like, the way they were just kind of, like, switching between. It was really impressive to watch. They were really good. Yeah. You'd never seen them live before? I never had. And I've loved, I really have liked their music since I was in high school which was right, really yeah it was like just last year really but um <laughs> it wasn't just last year and i had a chance to go see him when i was in high school but me being me i was like um people no thank you 
so I didn't go see them. Anyways, but so I'm really I'm really glad I got to see them because they were really good live and and I love their music. Well, good. That makes me really happy. Just so thanks, Sarah. Um, side note, I have a gray hair. Just one. Just one. Her name is Aurora. You've had one before. Right, and it's gone. Are you sure it's not the same one that's just yes, moving? Yes, because that was Alice. Or why are they all get A names? Is it because just coincidence? I'm, because I'm an A name? You're going to confuse yourself after a little while. Well, yeah. So Alice has been gone for like over a year. Oh, and I was like, gosh. oh, well, that's 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 fine then. And then this one popped back up and I just found it, but it's really long. Okay. But So my question is, why do I only get like one at a time i couldn't tell you is this something that's slowly like i'm just i'm very confused on this you just get one at a time that's it so alice uh, angela what is her name aurora aurora (laughs) i'm just giving names (laughs) you'll have aurora until she's gone and then you'll get an angela and then she'll be gone and then you'll get an angelica and then she'll be gone and then you'll get like a uh amelia and then she'll be gone and so on and so forth okay that's fair oh no don't get an angelica yeah because then i'll just sing to your head all the time i know (laughs) i know don't i'm gonna name the next one angelica (laughs) you said i'm just gonna sing to your head all all the time (laughs) and it wouldn't even be weird like i would just be like all right it is what it is you join in i don't know why you're acting like you judge me case from december 13th 2009 follow us on twitter and instagram at a date with murder and on facebook at a date with pod bye guys just so everybody knows our podcast is still technically on twitter but i'm not really using twitter because i hate elon musk okay so um i know that sometimes like mama d from the pedals of support podcast like she still tags us and stuff and i really really appreciate it. i love her to death but i just i'm not on twitter because as much because i just hate elon musk he's weird he's he's creepy and kind of dangerous and i just i hate him okay that's fair so just just so everybody knows if y'all tag us on something i'm sorry if i miss it I am still checking it, but not frequently, maybe once every two or three weeks. So if y'all tag us on something or follow us or whatever, I really appreciate it. Please do so. I just, I'm probably not going to see it for a while. Better luck finding us on like Facebook or Instagram or just sending us an email or whatever, you know. What ifs? What ifs? We're happy to hear from you. We just, I probably won't see it on Twitter. We love to hear from you, just not on Twitter. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. All right. Love you. Miss you. Bye. Love you. Miss you. Bye. Amen. (gasps) Amen. Okay, bye. Okay, goodbye. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> hey, uh, when we released this episode, Ben's birthday will have been yesterday. Happy yesterday birthday, Ben. That's because I was fighting, <laughs> I was fighting a burp. <laughs> That's not what I expected. <laughs> I had a burp in there the whole time. So my throat was like, no, you need to let this out. She was on Buffy. She was one of the Slayers on Buffy. She was the oh, best. okay. She turned evil. She was the best. All right, anyways. Okay. <laughs> she turned evil. She's the best. <laughs> she was awesome. Uh, that's fair. Okay. We were at Thanksgiving, right? And I felt like crap. But all of a sudden, I think Riley brought up Hamilton and asked somebody, I think Ben, if he'd ever seen Hamilton. And uh, he was like, no, I haven't watched it. And Riley goes, well, Mama can do it for you. Mama, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
And I was just like, Riley, if I felt better, I 100% would. I love the fact that she knows that and she's your hype man. I was about to say, she's my hype kid. Do you need me still? (laughs) No, I'm okay. (laughs) My head hurts now. I think I need a snack. Go have a snack and a nap.